Season 1, episode 59, uh, I'm sorry, season 1, episode 91, Pete's podcast, Bible Story Evangelism, Acts chapter 16, verses 1 through 40. Acts chapter 15, the one right before 16, uh, ended with Paul chose Silas when Barnabas said he wanted John Mark to go with them. And Paul would not go with John Mark because he had bailed on uh, the first missionary journey. Uh, John Mark went on to write the Gospel of Mark. Um, God got two missionary teams out of the deal. Paul and Silas uh, go through Damascus to uh, around the land route to uh, to. Uh, Derby, which was the the farthest east city they went to on their first missionary, they're going to kind of come in the back door, and um, Barnabas and his nephew John Mark are going to go to this the island of Cyprus, which is a pretty good walk, and uh, through through Cyprus, it's an island, but. Uh, Anyway, so that's where uh, chapter 15 ended, and chapter um, uh, 15 ended with uh, Paul and Silas going through Syria, which is where Antioch is, on the coast of the Mediterranean. There's two Antiochs. This is the one that's, I would say, on the Arabian Peninsula, not in Asia Minor. Uh, and Cilicia, which is the first region you run into when you go into uh, Asia Minor. Confirming and strengthening the churches they, they met along the way. So uh, Syria is a city, Cilicia is a region, and uh, that's where we're at. So we're going to move on to chapter 16. And uh, just a program note here, I kind of incorporated uh, Schofield, C.I. Schofield's 100-year-old outline. So I'll be reading that kind of and the the verses that it covers. Here's an overview of, of of chapter 16 according to Schofield's outline, which is I'm not going to in any way try to defend or it's extra biblical, but uh, again, Charles Ryrie, a uh, prominent theologian of the late uh, 20th century, um, suggested to us uh, at a Bible conference in Chicago that we not reinvent the wheel, and there's a lot of extra-biblical stuff, uh, customs and and things like that, uh, that uh, have been done, especially in a study Bible, which is helpful. So I'm going to follow that advice and use an outline just for some extra bill. Very little commentary do I use um, just for the setting and times, things like that. Anyway, uh, Paul's second missionary journey, this one with Silas. The first one was with Barnabas. Uh, Paul finds uh, a young man named Timothy uh, in Lystra. The believers report to him that, that Timothy's really special in Lystra and Iconium, which is where he was stoned. The people of Iconium uh, 
came to Lystra and said, you need to kill these people. And they said, oh, okay. They were going to make them gods or something, but they, they went from trying to make them gods to stoning them. Anyway, um, Paul's Macedonian vision, which he goes across Asia Minor and crosses uh, at the north end of the Aegean Sea and goes counterclockwise, and we get as far as Philippi, I think, and this. So that's about, if you think of it as a circle, as a clock, that would be about, about midnight, maybe 11 o'clock on, on a, going counterclockwise around the Aegean Sea. Paul's mission, a Macedonian vision to enter into. And the Holy Spirit's alive and well, and, and so is Satan, by the way. Um, you'll see that as we go through this chapter with the uh, uh, soothsaying uh, maiden that causes a lot of problems in Philippi for Paul and Silas. But God uses it all for good. Um, Philippi and the first uh, Europe. European convert, I think that's Lydia, seller of purple, who opens up her home to him, uh, both before and after he is thrown in the jail at Philippi and beaten with many stripes. Uh, a demon uh, is cast out by Paul and Silas, and Paul and Silas are, are beaten because the owners of the, the, demon, of the possessed woman that now cannot foretell the future uh, are upset with them. And the magistrates, you know, they're business people, I guess, and a prominent businessman is upset, so they're upset. The conversion of the Philippian jailer, earthquake, great story. I love this story. Uh, Acts 16.31, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved. I think I told you where I heard that verse for the first time uh, in ROTC uh, camp in, uh, up in Fort Lewis, Washington. I'm not going to tell it again, though. Anyway, faith, uh, faith the only condition for salvation. What must I do to be saved, the Philippian jailer says. And Paul and Silas say, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved. So if you, know, if you think you've got to be water baptized or whatever, circumcised back in the last chapter, uh, to be saved, here you clearly don't. Although in this chapter, Paul... Uh, has Timothy circumcised as a testimony to the Jews, to not offend the Jews. And Paul talks about this in Corinthians, uh, that if your conduct offends somebody, don't do it. Oh, that's limiting my freedom. We're talking about eternal life here. So if it helps somebody listen to you because you don't, you know, you take a bath or whatever, um, you know, uh, whatever it might be, the music you listen to or whatever. I know people are really protective of their rights, but right is more important than rights. The Civil War taught that. and Anyway, um, right always needs to win over rights. Uh, Paul refuses to depart quietly, which is kind of interesting, but I'm sure he does everything with the purpose of fishing for men. All right, so uh, Paul's second missionary journey with Silas, Paul finds Timothy, and that's what we're going to look at in verses 1 through 5 of uh, Acts chapter 16. So I've kind of incorporated the outline and the verses it covers. Uh, let me say that uh, Paul's missionary journey goes through uh, chapter 16, 17, and 18 uh, for this Paul's uh, second missionary journey. And then, it's, then he starts right in on the third missionary journey. 
and then he uh, his last journey is uh, well his fourth missionary journey if you will would be uh, being uh, sent to Rome because he appeals to Caesar alright Acts chapter 16 verses 1 through 5 Paul's second missionary journey Paul finds Timothy then came he to Derby and Lystra okay he was stoned in Lystra and when he was stoned he was taken out of the city I think carried out for dead I think his entourage was was mourning the loss of Paul but uh, thinking that you know Mark was a genius not to go but um, then he stood up and he said let's go back to Lystra so they just followed him back into Lystra he spent the night <coughs> uh, Timothy is from Lystra and recommended by the believers in Lystra so uh, again what Paul did in Lystra was was pretty special I got a lifelong companion out of the deal for sure and and people saved more importantly people saved so he goes to Derby and Lystra uh, with Silas I don't know if he has an entourage yeah uh, I think you can definitely say Luke is with him because he's always saying we and us and and this account so Luke is right there with him the eyewitness account here we have not followed cunningly devised fables, but were eyewitnesses. Then came he to Derby and Lystra, verse 1, and behold, certain disciples, disciple was there named Timotheus, the son of a certain woman, which was a Jewess, and believed, and believed, so she came to Christ in Derby or Lystra, and his father was a Greek, which I guess would mean he's not circumcised. But anyway, which was well reported, this is Timothy, which was well reported of the brethren that were in Lystra and Iconium. Now, the last missionary journey ended with uh, them being um, stoned. I'm trying to look and look at uh, the date here. It looks like it's about a year later. Um, Usher's dating system in my Schofield study Bible, uh, old school. You know, a Bible that actually has pages on it, but uh, which was well reported by the brethren that are in Lystra and Iconium. Nobody's going to stone him this time. He's got friends in Lystra and Iconium now. And uh, he makes another friend here with Timothy, who he writes two books of the Bible to two books of the 13 or 14 books of the New Testament that Paul wrote. Uh, Timothy. Would Paul have to go forth with him? So he, Timothy's joining this missionary tour, I think. And took and circumcised Timothy because of the Jews which were in those quarters. For they knew all that his father was a Greek. And therefore, I guess, would assume he's not circumcised. So anyway, again... Uh, you know, Timothy could have said, I'm not going to do that or whatever, but um, Paul was not doing it to improve his chances of being saved or anything like that. He was saved because he believed. He was doing it because it would not offend the Jews. And why defend people? Why offend people? Um, you know, 
it's like going fishing with a little kid that's making a lot of noise. You know, you don't you don't want to scare the fish away. Anyway, I don't know. Follow me, and I'll make you fishers of men. And and my dad and I caught a lot of fish in our day. Anyway, uh, verse four. And hope that's what I'm trying to do right now: catch fish, or encourage others to go fishing. Whatever. Um, I don't know how many lost people are listening to this, but maybe they are. Um, verse four. As as they went through the cities, that would be Timothy included. They delivered them the decrees for to keep that they ordained, that were ordained of the apostles and elders at Jerusalem. So they just left Jerusalem at the end of their first missionary journey, went to Antioch, spent, I don't know, a year there or so. Again, Luke doesn't really record time very well. And now they're, but, but there were four things that they told them not to do. Uh, not to, uh, have anything to do with things offered to idols, abstain from blood, things strangled, and fornication. There's only one of those things that are taught by Paul to the Corinthians. And just because the apostles said these things, you know, don't do, there was only one that Paul really stressed to the Corinthians. And that was in the book of First and Second Corinthians. He, uh, and that was fornication. And it was talked about fornication that you'll do well if you don't do these things. It's not talking about you'll be saved. In chapter 15, it said you'll do well. I want to do well. I want to catch a lot of fish. I want to uh, have here well done, my good and faithful servant. I want, you know, to rule over ten cities. Not really, but I will. Uh, you know, I want to. I want to. I owe it to the Lord. I don't want to disappoint the Lord. Let me put it that way. I told you that a good leader is someone you don't want to disappoint. And I haven't had very many of those in my life, but I would definitely put God in that point. You don't want the look from God saying, hey, you could have done better. Anyway, fornication is, is, you know, sex inside of marriage is a wonderful thing. Sex outside of marriage, not so good. So uh, you want trouble in the flesh, you want sexually transmitted diseases, you want problems, uh, then then go that route. If you don't want it, then clean up your act and walk straight. Anyway, um, verse 5. And so were the churches established in the faith and increased in number daily. The churches uh, in Asia Minor. Okay, so now he's gone through Asia Minor. He's on the coast, I think, or close to the coast. Not sure. Anyway, this is where he gets the vision. Maybe it'll tell us where he is in, in Acts chapter 16, verses 6 through 11. He gets the Macedonian vision. So here we go. Now, when they had gone through Phrygia and Galatia and were forbidden by the Holy Ghost to preach the word in Asia, which is north and east of where they are. You can go to anywhere uh, in Asia from Asia Minor. Just go east. <clears throat> you want to tur- make, make go left, you can go uh, or turn north. You can go above the Black Sea. If you want to go just due east, you can go through uh, uh, Mesopotamia and uh, Persia, Iran today. Okay, to preach the word in Asia. So the Holy Spirit is directing them. You're going to make this uh, trip around uh, into Europe. 
but uh, around the Aegean Sea. And they were come to Mycia, which is a region, and they essayed, I think it is a region, maybe it's a city, essayed to go to Bithynia, which I'm is sure is a region, and it's on the north side of Asia Minor. And so they didn't go up that direction. They're gonna these all these churches are gonna send out people to talk to. I never met Paul, but I heard the gospel. Jack Weaver never met Paul, but he heard the gospel. Ray Stanford never met Paul and he heard the gospel. Anyway, um, the Spirit suffered them not or didn't allow them to 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 go to uh, the northern part of Asia Minor, the northern coast of Asia Minor. Yeah. Well, I got a globe right here. Let me see. What am I talking about? Um... Yeah, the origin, yeah, the Black Sea makes up the whole northern side of Asia Minor. It's kind of like a peninsula with the Black Sea above it. All right, so, um, and they were come to, okay, and the Spirit of the Lord suffered them not to go to the northern coast of Asia Minor. Okay, and they, passing through Mycenae, came to Troas. Troas is definitely a city. Uh, it's right on the coast of the Aegean Sea or the tributaries to the to the Aegean Sea. Um, I'd say it's on the north coast, the northeast coast of the Aegean Sea. And if you cross over the Aegean Sea right there, you're into uh, Europe, into Greece. And a vision appeared to Paul in the night. Now, I don't know if a vision is a dream or a trance or what. I don't really care. Um, Paul definitely remembered it. And, and in this vision, there stood a man of Macedonia, which is a region of uh, Greece, and prayed Paul, saying, asked of Paul, if you will, come over into Macedonia and help us. And after Paul had the, seen the vision, immediately we, there's Luke including himself in the narrative, we endeavored to go into Macedonia assuredly gathering that the Lord had called us for to preach the gospel unto them. Therefore, loosing from Troas, because you got to sail across the Aegean Sea, they, uh, we came, we came with straight course to Samothracia, I'm sorry, I, I don't know how to pronounce these words, and the next day to Neapolis, Polis city, Greek for city, Neapolis, um, a city, a Greek city, they're in Europe now. Okay, and the next city they come to is Philippi. And the first European convert uh, in Acts 16, verses 12 through 15. And from thence to Philippi, which is the chief city of that part of Macedonia. Again, Macedonia is a region. And the colony. And we were in that city abiding certain days. And on the Sabbath, which is Saturday, the seventh day of the week, 
We went out of the city by the riverside where prayer was wont to be made. Again, this is, you know, this is a, a Greek, I don't know how many, I don't know if there was a synagogue in, in Philippi, but there was a place where uh, Jews liked to pray or gather, uh, where prayer was wont to be made. And we sat down and spake unto a woman which resorted thither to pray. Uh, I would. She's a convert, so she's not a believer yet, but she's a religious person. Uh, a lot of people in synagogues were religious, and Jew, a lot of Jews were religious, and now they're going to get a chance to hear the gospel, the grace of God. And a certain woman named Lydia, a seller of purple. Now, purple is super expensive. Um, back then, they could only make it from uh, sea animals. Um, that had to die, and uh, it wasn't until the 1890s that they could synthetically make purple, and it was called the mauve decade. Mauve is a, the color purple, and the city of Thyatira, of the city of Thyatira, which is back in Asia Minor, but it's she's crossed over to do business in Greece. Thyatira, I'm pretty sure, maybe it's in Greece. I'm not sure. Anyway, I have to look it up. Oh, by the way, I did look up Simeon, and that, that is definitely Simon Peter. Sorry. Uh, which worshipped God. And cut it, you know, I was talking about things that Simon did about his trip to Cornelius on the uh, coast of uh, the Mediterranean at Caesarea. Uh, and a certain woman named Lydia, a seller of purple of the city of Thyatira, which worshipped God, heard us, again, the pronoun us, uh, Luke is definitely including himself in this, in this narrative, whose heart the Lord opened, and she attended unto the things which were spoken of Paul. You know, Paul chose um, um, Judas Iscariot, uh, you know, Paul, Lord seeking, but you've got to respond in faith. Abraham believed God and it was counted unto him righteousness. Anyway, that she attended unto all things which were spoken of to Paul. She was paying attention. Or as I used to like to say, the lights were on and somebody was home. And when she was baptized, so water baptism follows salvation. And not required for salvation, but a good testimony that you've to follow Christ in water baptism and in other things. And her household, so her her family came to Christ, and she besought us, Luke and Paul and Silas and Timothy and whoever else, saying, If you have judged me to be faithful to the Lord, come into my house and abide there. I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna find it. Where is Thyra Tyra? Let me see if I can find it real quick. Uh, golly, I hate to do that. Okay, Thyatira. Um, no, well, the Thyatira I'm looking at is in Asia Minor. So it's not anywhere near Philippi. So Troas, so I'm confused. There's Thessalonica. I don't see a Thyatira in Greece, so I don't, I, I don't know. Maybe she had a house. Maybe she was renting a house in Philippi. She was def If you're a seller of purple... You are making tons of money. I mean, 
a, a pound of silk dyed purple, thirty thousand bucks. And that that was probably forty years ago. I looked that up, or thirty years ago, probably three times that. Uh, you know, that's 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 some coins. Anyway, um, all right. Uh, if you have judged me to be faithful to the Lord, come into my house and abide there. And she's a seller purple. She's doing business. She's probably very well off. I'm sure it's a very nice house. And notice that it said she uh, and she constrained us. I looked up the word constrained, and it was to force contrary to nature. It was Paul's nature to, I don't know, sleep under a tree or something. Jesus said he had no place to lay his head, but but um, but she constrained him, and you know, you know, Paul is human, and and they he finally gave in and said, okay, we'll we'll go to your house. And right after he is uh, released from the Philippian prison where he was beaten uh, with many stripes, he goes to her house again. So I would say this is she's from Thyatira, but she's got a house in in uh, Macedonia. Okay, uh, a demon cast out, Paul and Silas beaten. So Paul and Cyrus is hanging around Philippi, and um, yeah, from thence to Philippi. So they're in Philippi, and so Lydia probably knows this lady, this lady that makes her owners uh, a lot of money. Okay, a demon cast out by Paul and Silas, and Paul and Silas beaten for their trouble, and it came to, and thrown in prison. And it came to pass as we went to prayer. So again, got Luke's eyewitness account. A certain damsel possessed with a spirit of divination, she could foretell the future, which is going to make you some money, I think, if you can do that. Uh, met us and brought her masters much gain. She was. Uh, a good moneymaker with this uh, spirit of divination, this evil spirit being possessed by by the soothsaying spirit, um, which soothsaying means foretelling. The same followed Paul and us and cried, saying, These men are the servants of the Most High God, which show unto us the way of salvation. You, you know, that might have been cool initially, but this she did many days, you know, and Jesus corrected spirits that followed him and said, you know, this is the son of God. Listen, you know, whatever. And he would tell him, be quiet. He doesn't need the attention. And I, Paul probably feels the same way. But many days of this, I mean, you can't really talk if somebody's screaming, you know, for everybody to listen. But anyway, and this she did many days, but Paul was being grieved. So you can ask him when you get to heaven if you've trusted Christ as your Savior, or you do before you die, uh, uh, if you haven't. Uh, being grieved, turned and said to the spirit that was possessing this damsel, I command thee in the name of Jesus Christ to come out of her, and the spirit came out the same hour. And when her masters saw that the hope of their gains was gone, they caught Paul and Silas, because they're probably pretty wealthy people and they have people working for them, 
and drew them into the marketplace unto the rulers and magistrates. And they brought them before the magistrates of the city of Philippi, saying, These men, being Jews, do exceedingly trouble our city, and teach the custom and teach customs which are not lawful for us to receive, neither to observe being Romans. There is no God but Caesar, whatever. Um, and the multitudes rose up together against them of Philippi. Now, he hasn't been, these are, this is not Lystra and Iconium. This is new land, and he doesn't have uh, the church of Corinth, or he's, he's going to do that when he gets to about to 8 o'clock on the, going counter, counterclockwise around the GNC. And the multitude rose up together against them, and the magistrates rent off their clothes and commanded to beat them. And when they had laid many stripes upon Paul and Silas, they cast Paul and Silas into prison, charging the jailer to keep them safely, who, having received such a charge, thrust them into the inner prison and made their feet fast in stocks. That's got to get old real quick. Not being able to move around or get comfortable. It's bad enough just trying to sleep on a stone floor, but to be in stocks. Let's see how they reacted to it. Uh, the conversion of the Philippian jailer and faith, the only condition for salvation. Acts sixteen twenty-five through 34. And at midnight, Paul and Silas prayed and sang. You know, I don't like hurricanes, but if I get whacked again, like I did in Andrew, you know how I respond to that it would be a great testimony to my neighbors and to other people. So Paul and at midnight Paul and Silas being beaten with many stripes have had no medical care prayed and sang praises unto God and the prisoners heard them. It sounds like the jailer heard them also but uh, because of how he reacts in just a minute and the keeper of the prison, what? Okay, um, yeah, um, okay. All right, um, and at midnight, Paul and Silas prayed and sang praises unto God, and the prisoners heard them. And suddenly, there was a great earthquake, so that the foundations of the prison were shaken. Uh, foundations being shaken means that anything that's square is not square anymore, like doorways and stuff like that, and locks. You know, that if you if your door if your door co comes out of square, then your your doors probably are not going to lock anymore. And immediately, all the doors were opened because of this earthquake, and everyone's bands were loosed. If you got iron chains hammered into the masonry work you know if the foundations of the building if they're they're going to shake right out and the keeper of the prison awaking out of his sleep and seeing the prison doors open drew out his sword and would have killed himself supposing the prisoners had been fled i don't think the greeks or the romans really took kindly to losing prisoners 
And Paul cried with a loud voice, saying, Do thyself no harm, for we are all here. And the Philippian jailer called for a light and sprang in and came trembling and fell down before Paul and Silas and brought them out of their cell and said, Sirs, maybe out of the whole prison, probably just, he, they're in the inner prison and I can tell you right now, having been in a jail ministry for three years, the inner, the further you get in there, the more doors you got to go through. But these all doors weren't working. But anyway, and brought them out and said, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? And they said, Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou shalt be saved. And a little prophecy here, and thy house. Maybe that's just to show, you know, that woman could do it, but so can Paul. Your family's going to trust the Lord too. And there's only been three times of great miracles. Moses and Joshua, Elijah and Elisha, and Jesus and the apostles. And there spake unto him. And, you know, that's a correction. I, want to, I guess I want to say that I might have, you know, that the, the people of, uh, of that city yesterday where the, the miracles were being done, I said that it, it could have, the them could have been the apostles that were doing the miracles. I don't, it does sound like there's places that, are, that people that are saved are doing miracles. So it was, I was talking about the, uh, the Gentiles doing miracles. And everybody was shocked that Gentiles could do miracles. But um, but anyway, it, it's a fine point. And it, it's not really, it could be very well that, that they were doing miracles, not just the apostles. But both options, I need to study more. But I know I, Paul does talk about believers doing miracles. So it was, again, a time of, it was the apostolic age. Uh, they don't have, Paul hadn't written any books yet. Uh, all this stuff is happening. Luke hasn't written this stuff down yet because it's not done yet. And uh, so all they have is, you know, the Holy Spirit talking to them and stuff. They have the Old Testament, which is really full of Jesus. But, and they, okay, they brought them out and said, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? And they said, Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou shalt be saved and thy house. The only condition for salvation is faith. And they spake unto him the word of the Lord. So they gave him a lot of other scriptures. And all that were in his house. So I guess he lived near the prison. And he took them that same hour of the night and washed their stripes. So now they're getting some medical attention. Excuse me. And was baptized. Again, baptism always follows salvation. They were, well, maybe this is the correct format. I don't know. It seems like some people baptize, you know, some churches put such an emphasis on it that a lot of their people, they start young and do it multiple times. Some churches that really, they, the number of baptisms is important. Anyway, he and all his, he and all his house straightway. And when the jailer had brought them into his house, he set meat before them and rejoiced, believing in God with all his house. I went to that Bible study 48 years ago, hating God. I went away rejoicing because salvation was a free gift for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. All they had, what must I do to be saved? Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. I said, this will work. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever 
I'm in. Anybody can do this, I'm going to do it. And have eternal life? You'd be a fool not to do that. But some people are. I would say that Judas was a fool for not believing. It says that he never believed. Jesus knew the, who didn't believe. All right, so we're at the uh, last point here. Uh, Paul refuses to depart quietly. you got to admire Paul. He's going to pull rank here. He's, he's a Roman, and he's been thrown in prison without a, without a trial. And uh, that's going to give him a little leverage to work with the leaders of Philippi. Verse 35. Paul refuses to depart quietly. And when it was day, the magistrate sent the sergeant saying, Let those men go. I don't know if they'd heard about the earthquake. I don't know if it was a local earthquake. Maybe, maybe they're trying to repair their homes. I don't know. And the keeper of the prison, the Philippian jailer, told this saying to Paul. Hey, they, 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 they told me to let you go. The magistrates have sent to let you go. Now they're de for depart and go in peace. But Paul said unto the jailers and the, the, the messengers from the magistrates, The magistrates have beaten us openly, uncondemned, being Romans, and have cast us into prison. And now do they thrust us out privately? Nay, verily, but let them come themselves and fetch us out. And the sergeants told these words unto the magistrates, went back and got a message from Paul, and they feared when they heard that Paul and Silas were Romans. And they came and besought them and brought them out, and desired them to depart out of the city. So they, they did what Paul said. You come and get us out. And Paul and Barnabas and the entourage. Well, Paul, Paul and Barnabas went out of the prison. And entered into the house of Lydia. So they're back. And they're only human. And this lady's selling purple. She's got a nice house. and Maybe they need a good night's sleep. I don't know. And when they had seen the brethren. They comforted them. And departed because he, you know, they Lydia and everybody was probably freaking out that these guys, you could check into a, a prison and never get out pretty easy. Uh, you could be a guard in a prison and never get out as far as that goes. But um, but comforted them, and they went out of the prison and entered into the house of Lydia. And when they had seen the brethren, Paul and Silas comforted the brethren and departed now they're they're not going east they're going west well they're going to turn around and go down the the western coast of the Aegean Sea and that's and, and again this uh, third missionary journey goes on through chapter 17 and uh, almost to the end of chapter 18 so that's where we're at I'll say vaya con Dios Go with God and adios to God.